You're listening to a podcast in Orange, a Marshall's view of motorsport. Hello and welcome to our fourth episode of a podcast in Orange. I mean, you were as shocked as, mm-hmm. as I was when I was writing, writing down podcast number four. Time I mean, flies. Time flies when we're having a lot, a lot of fun. And in this episode, we're going to talk about upgrades. If Marshalling was professional... And just a bit of stuff from Facebook of how we all got into marketing. Mm. So we're going to start with the first topic which said, which was preparing for an upgrade. Because I've just gone through an upgrade and it is quite, I wouldn't say daunting, but it's quite a lot of, you end up, maybe you overthink over, yeah. it. Yeah, you overthink it. And you not too recently went to a, a more general upgrade of white to yes. green, which will be good for people who are just into new into marketing to kind of know what it what it's like. But... Both of us now have done an upgrade, and it's and it, it, it it's one of them. It's you you, you do realise that you it's it starts getting very real very quickly. You just go, well, I know I can do it. I can yeah. flag, or I can clean up an incident. I can do that. I know my hand signals, and then you put in for your upgrades. Right, right. I can do this. I can do this. And then suddenly on the day, you're like going, can can I do Wait. this? Do Wait. I know this? Yeah. What do I do there? Yeah. What do I do there? I've got a yellow flag. Now I know this is important. Why is it? And you just start doubting yourself. Mm. So you second guess everything that you're doing. Yeah. So we've kind of got a few, well, not a few tips, but no. maybe a few things that if you are going for an upgrade or you're thinking about going for an upgrade, these are maybe some points to to um, to have a little bit to think about. My first one is days. Obviously, make sure you've got the right number of days. Make sure you've got all your training signatures mm. before you go for assessment, because you don't want to do your assessment and then you send your book off and then the grading officer goes. You've not, been, you've not got all your training signatures because it'll come back to you. And then you've got to go through all that pressure again. So make sure you're doing your training first. Then work on your days, you know, complete it. Don't be afraid to take more days than you need to. I mean, I've not got my license with me, but you should have seen my book from green to red. Because it had like four extra pages. So um, you don't really need to, to rush it. No, definitely as not. Such. So, yeah, so just take your time on the days. And... and and time as well is is another good one because you've not just got that one one attempt at it. No. You've got multiple times, multiple attempts. I mean, have you? Did you pass both your parts of assessment in your first go? Yes, because I'm amazing. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so for for me, and my incident assessment are from green to red. It took me two goes. It's just a look of the draw. We you, the post that you get, you, you know, we try and get allocated a good post, but it's just a look of the draw. I wasn't, you know, I was put on a post where you'd expect a lot, and cars just went round mm. like they were on rails, and I was like, oh, okay, moved a bit of barrier, picked up a piece of debris, but it wasn't enough to go from green to red. No, but when you're going from white to green, you know, it's a slightly longer ago that I do white to green. So I want to turn to you now, Jay. Mm. And it's just to help people, those who are going from training to track marshal, what kind of things they need to they need to look at. I mean, for my incident one, because I've done a lot less days doing incident, spend most of my time waving flags around. Um, it was one of them. I was kind of like, I, I don't know if I want to go for it because I don't know if I would be able to do this or would be able to do that. Like you said, like like we started, like I was second guessing what I knew. So like when it got to the day, I was on lodge at Old Hall, and. It was just like any other day's marshalling, really. Just cars going round. Really helpful that there was some classic Formula Ford came round, decided to drop all its oil. I mean, I think I was your incident officer that day. You were, yes. and 
when they, when they came round and they had a bit of a tangling and dropped oil, it was a huge amount of oil as well. It was. But the way that the rotations worked, we were on the inside of the corner when this happened and the car pulled off onto the outside for the yeah. marshals by the box on fire, which would really help my assessment. <laughs> but just the way the cookie crumble didn't get it. Yeah. But and, and, and but, but then we, you did have the oil. And they do say to, to, to pass an assessment, you, you do want to try and get your hands on the car. Mm. Thankfully, we did have a recovery operation, we which, did. which you, you, you assisted with. So... I think I think more when you're going. I don't want to say this is this is you know the law of how it works because it changes from post chief to post chief, and uh, it changes changes a lot. But um, I think if you um, you know you take your time and you know you really think about what you've got to do, you know you've got the skills to dress oil, you've got you've got the skills to move a car, you, and, and basically it's I think from going to white to green is showing that you. You're competent. Yeah, you just really. so you have a knowledge of what, yeah. what you need to do. And the, and the thing is now is now you are green. If if you came round and said, "Oh, James, by the way, this week you're on your own," I know I know at first it's kind of a a daunting task, but mm. you wouldn't want to leave a trainee on their own because it's unfair on them as much. Yeah, you know, you know, you, you, yes, they might have the knowledge, they might have the skill, but it's just unfair on them just to go. Mm. You're on your own. Mm. Seen a bit. Off you pop. Yeah, but a green badge, you, you kind of be a little bit more, you know, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You, you are competent if, you know, you're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. No. In, you know, I know we come pretty close to perfect, but, you know, we can't help it. But somebody has to. <laughs> somebody does. So, yeah, we have to. It's, um, it's interesting. It's, uh, what I find interesting is, like, how things, like, get harder in a way. Like, saying, like, like when you were going for your red badge, you you have you have to deal with an incident. But for my green badge, I have to dress oil. Yeah. So it's like just that little bit of difference of like show knowledge and then applying that knowledge. Yeah. So for when yeah when you said when you went white to green, you dressed oil and you moved a car. Yeah. After the race and you had to help clean up with an incident, mm. were to go from red to, to green to red even not red to green because that's. That means you've done something wrong. <laughs> but yeah, not green enough days. It's not done enough days. Uh, green to red, even you, um, you kind of expect to maybe you. Well, you've got to deal with an incident live. Yeah, you've got to deal with an incident live. You've got to get out there, whether that's a fire you're coming together. So, um, what I remember from when I did green to red was minifest, and there was quite a quite a lot of uh, coming together. Um. And it was a car come round again. It was on lodge. So as we know, if you want to do a good incident assessment, on lodge. lodge at Alton Park mm. seems to be the prime spot. Although I did my white to green at, at Ireland, but that's a different story. Um, so yeah, it was going around lodge and and yeah, cooked up. But I think it was four classic minis kind of tangled, and I didn't so much rush to it and it sprint to it going. This is mine. This is mm. this is my upgrade. Must do something. It, yeah, I kind of I went to it. Yes, I was the first one there. I got the driver out. And uh, the driver was fine, um, but the, t- the track was blocked, so it was red flag straight away. And then the whole process of cleaning it up uh, happened. But that was like, the day where so much happened at Alton Park. I don't, I don't think that, you know they ran the Foster Circuit. I don't think there was corner that they didn't have something. I mean, even the likes of w- Warwick Bridge, Water Tower, and Clay Hill, who, which are normally classed as mm. the quiet post, even had something. So busy day. Yeah. So, so, so that's the th- that's the thing. You've you've got to apply knowledge as well. Yeah. 
but there's more emphasis on dealing with something mm. if you're going red to a green to red and as well mentoring is another one with, with red yeah you, you will have an ownership put on you if you are a red badge and more you will as well if you're a green badge but more so if you're a red yeah. badge because i suppose like red badge like when you start the day you get separate well you two go there you two go there the red badge is the person in charge of that little group yeah so they're the ones like who the green badge or the trainee will look at like saying well what am i what am yeah, i doing here exactly yeah, like, it's that person who you see that that extra responsibility has the knowledge, has the experience. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be handy as well because obviously we're only talking about the tracks out of it. If people are in the mm. pits and start, it might be handy as well to get somebody on this and talk to them mm. about um, specialist okay. side. So you know, we'll look into that in the coming one. So if you, if, you, if you're a pit lane marshal or you're a start line marshal or you're yeah, assembly, assembly, and you're a specialist and you're thinking, well, you've not actually spoke about me. Don't worry. We'll come back to this. We'll revisit it's this. Basically, because we don't do specialism. We, 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 we don't if, know what we're talking about. If we do, it's very, very rare that we do. I've only ever done it twice, I think. I, I think I've done it twice. So, two, two or three times. So, yeah, just don't worry about it. We'll come back to you. You've not forgotten you. We will get some. Just in. let us know. Um, we'll get a specialist marshalling and we'll talk to them mm. um, and we'll sort that out. So, basically, our main point from the upgrades is it's ready for an upgrade. It's, it's less like any other day. Don't panic. Mm. Don't rush it. If you think you need to do more days than what it says in the book, which says 15, do more. it's at least 15. If you want to do 30, you want to do 100 before mm. you're ready. You know? I know I did 30 days before I even like thought about upgrading. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so don't panic. Don't rush it. And, you know, no doubt when you come to the mm. assessment, you'll ace it. So that's, that's that. Yeah. Now what we'll do is we'll give you a bit of car noise, break it up yes. a bit, and then when we come back, we'll talk Marks. about march, uh, marshalling professional unionism. So yeah, that was some nice uh, bit of car action again. Mm. Some Sebring and Lumo. Yeah, Wait, have you been out to America recently? No, no, I don't know what you're on about. But I am going out to Lumo. Uh, so when this goes out and people can hear it, it'll be first of June. So in two weeks, I'll be hopefully the listening to cars pelt down the Mulsanne straight, which will be you'll have different cars, to different listen cars, to. different cars to listen to. Not caterums like it's no. at Alton Park. No, lots of them. But it does bring us to a good point. When we mentioned marshalling professionalism, as I tried to mention before, tried to say before we went to the, the you know, our interlude, um, it, it's something that's always got me curious. Mm. What if marshalling was professional? So you got paid to turn up and marshal and do what you do. Because it does happen in some countries. Mm. So... I'm going to mention it again. Yes, I've been. I've been to America. But intervention teams in mm. America tend to either work for the series or work for the circuit. And they get paid for it. They also tend to be circuit staff. And there is kind of... There's, I'm going to call it some sort of semi-professionalism if you work midweek as a marshal. Yeah. Because obviously you're taking time out. It's nice to get something. So, but if marshal was 100% professional... So, 
there was a, a body to look after marshals to pay them provide a, a standard of care how, how how first of all how would it work would you be employed by the circuit and you only ever did that circuit hmm. would, would you get told what days you need to do like yeah. you need to be there for this event not yeah. this time and you, of course you're going to have the ownership of a lot of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays for testing yeah. and, and race days. But then would you get called in again for midweek stuff? In which case, mm. that's pretty much a seven-day-a-week job. Yeah, you might get the odd weekend off, mm. but you're pretty much flat out. Or you're going to be at least six days. Yeah. Mm. Got all the travelling to and from as well. Like Yeah. How, you know, but then but then again, you know, would, would following around a particular series. So you start off when you start off. You apply to be a marshal and stuff like that. Um, would you? So, so say James Manil, you are you, you need to marshal. You're a professional. You're just starting out. For this year, you're going to follow around the BRCC Northwest package. That is what you're going to look after. That's nothing against the BRCC Northwest. No. Anything, but it's just an example. You're going to follow that around, and then somebody who's been doing it. 12, 13, 14 years, actually, you are going to follow around the British GTs, mm. the British Superbikes. You're going to go to the Formula One. Obviously, that then you know stops you from going out and doing yeah. more. Or if Marson in total was a was a um, was a profession as, as as itself, would you then if you you've done it for so long, you were deemed good enough, would you do the F1 just everywhere? I mean, that'd be a pretty spectacular oh, gig. It'd be great. I mean, very busy, though. Very busy. You've got 21 well, races in a year, and you've got to follow around as much as a mm-hmm. team. So it's going to become quite expensive for everyone yeah. looks after it. So the, the FIA would need to look after that group of marshals. But mm. how, how would it work? Would you say as a local to a circuit, or would you follow a race series round? I mean, I think if you were, you were local to a circuit, you do kind of become unfortunate that so, saying this country, obviously, the final one comes to Silverstone. Yeah, you miss out on that. You're never going to do that. Or you might be able to have a bit of slip and leeway for for, for somebody. Mm. So, I think if it's going to work, professionalism in, in marshalling, it'd have to be per series. See, I think differently. Do you? I think it should be like per circuit right. where you are based. But that's purely because, say, like you have the. A race series come and say we want to use this track. Um, we're running this circuit. What can you do for us? And the circuit turn around saying, well, we have this, this, and this. We have X amount of marshals, so we can cover you. This is this much money. Yeah. So it really puts the like ball into like the circuits. Yeah. And really like gives them the control. That's a good point over stuff. Because because then what you're getting is you're never getting a, a series that's coming and going. If we go off. Yeah. We're not going to have marshals that don't know how to deal with us at this particular car. But then yeah. you could have the point where this is why I think it should be series. Well, actually, no, now I've thought about it, 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 it either has its pros and cons. Because yeah. if you follow around the series, you've got a new circuit to deal with every every week. But or you know every, the cars. But you, you know, know the, the cars. Drivers. You know the cars, you know the drivers. Or you can look after the same circuit every week. You know the corners, you know the posts, you know how to deal with an incident inside out, you know how the recovery works and everything mm-hmm. like that. But you don't really know the drivers, you don't really know the cars. So again, you're, you're always learning something. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a mixture of the two. So, but then again, if you mm-hmm. go to this, if you follow the series around and you go to the same places time and time again, you will eventually, you eventually get that knowledge. And the same, so 
I suppose like with it like per circuit because you will know how the recovery is working you know where the quickest routes are for recoveries to yeah. get in and out so then you can't like really like speed up the whole day so say if like poo really does hit the fan you know what needs to be doing what needs to be go where what needs to be called out and you know the time that that would take whereas if you're at a new circuit you don't know how long something will take or you don't know where's mm. the safest place like a push this car around behind this barrier or up towards there because you don't know where the danger spots are. Yeah, I think that's a very good point there. And if you look at, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, the, I'm going to say the professionalism of how Monaco mm. marshals work to. Uh, I don't know the scenario whether they get paid or whatever, or whether they volunteer, but the professionalism that they display, if you look at that, you'll never see a quicker recovery of a car. No. Anywhere, really, in the world, if I'm honest. Because Probably not, no. they know... Exactly where all the recovery points are, the crane points are, how to get out, what to do, how to push a car, mm. how to take the track. That is an operation that is slick. Yeah, like I saw it um, at the recent F1 where they're recovering debris on the track, and you know that they're all recovering. Then that one person blew a whistle or said something, instantly all of them up against a barrier, cars come through and back out you know, yeah. like, straight away. Yeah, that 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 shows how it worked. Um, but then they've got quite big stipulations. You've got to be under yeah. 35. You've got to be able to speak fluent French. I believe, so. I've, I've heard rumours, don't know how true it is. Mm. I'm sure Sunday, if anybody's listening, you've been to the Monaco Grand Prix, you've got to do a fitness test as well, yeah. you know. Which is a good point. If you're professional, do you have to pass yeah. a fitness test? Because you've got you bring to bring the whole other questions, don't yeah. it? Like, you've got to run, you've got to carry an extinguisher, you've got to push cars. Push cars. You know, should you be physically fit? Yeah, should you be like be able to do something like X amount of time like to show that or yeah. prove. Should, should you be able to run 100 metres? Mm. Do the push bleep a, test. Yeah, push a car 20 metres, do 10 press-ups, mm. then run back 100 metres, or like you said, do a, do a bleep test mm. and, and stuff like that. Do you have to do a mental mental test as well for See. flagging and stuff like that? Mm. So, or even dealing with incidents because something yeah. can be scary. Yeah, exactly. So it's a very good point. And the other thing as well that I've thought of, obviously the, there's the demand for travel, which we've already mentioned briefly. If you are flying around as a series, especially we'll use again the F1, for example, you've got Australia, Bahrain, Azerbaijan, really? Mexico. All you know, corners of the globe. Really. You're everywhere. World endurance, you're the same. Japan, Mexico, um, France, um, back to America, you know, you're everywhere. Uh, and then obviously British GT, you're up and down the country. And then, so blank pan, you're across Europe. Northwest, yeah, yeah. If you're doing Northwest, you might only be flicking between two circuits, but you've got to plan yeah. everything that you're doing. So the, there is a demand for travel there. Mm. Um, but the one, the one that I don't the thought as well is, if it's an employable job, would you get the right people? With a volunteer, you get somebody who's enthusiastic, yeah. knowledgeable, wants to be there, wants to be there. With a profession, with somebody that job, you'd hope, you'd mm. hope they would. Yeah, but sometimes people would. Maybe just jump in it because of the money, and it's close yeah. to racing. So mm. it's quite a good debate. And if you're listening yeah. and you want to throw in your opinion, yeah. I mean, it's a bit awkward. We might visit this again later yeah. in the year or in a later podcast. If someone mentions a good point, we'll yeah, because you don't know. If you think of anything that we need to add about should Martian be professional, or if Martian mm. was professional, yeah. should he be? No. We're not bothered whether it should have be or not. Um, let us know. Facebook, Twitter. Comment below, <laughs> below. I always point down when I say comment below, like you can see it, Com and then I realise you're just listening to, just listening to me speak. So yeah, 
you know, let us know and we'll, we'll we'll mention it. We'll talk about it. So yeah, we're gonna leave you with a bit more card from yes, I did go to America. Yes, I did. When and then when it was <laughs> this year. What? Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah, got a bit more of that from America. Race cars, love it. And we'll come back and we're gonna talk about how we got into marshalling because mm-hmm. who doesn't love talking about where it all started? So we'll see you in a second. <laughs> So yes, we are back. Um, I've cut out my singing from the podcast. I don't think anybody wants that. So, Jane, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. Where did it all start for you, and how did you get into marshalling? Well, it all started. I was well. I'll go right back to the beginning. I was around ten years old. I was getting dragged to Anglesey Circuit with my family, so my dad could go marshal, and then just getting dragged around to different circuits, like mainly Alton and Anglesey as I was growing up, and then got to the age of 16, and decided I, I, I want to go out into the bank. Like, because I know my sisters, like, sat when they were younger in the assembly area. I didn't think that was for my taste, so I didn't want to do that. So I waited till I was 16, went out on the bank, and started flagging, because I wanted to be in, involved straight away. I didn't want to just stand there doing nothing. And, yeah, so it's, like, short, sweet. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know... Through family, really. Like yeah, through, through, through family, yeah. You know, through family. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same as me. You know, father's the safety car driver at Alton Park and Anglesey. Mm-hmm. He brought me along when I was 16. He did, again, the same thing when I was 14. He was like, you want to come along? You're standing in the paddock. I was like, I'm not just standing around. I want to be involved. I want to, I want to muck in. I want to flag. So when I was 16, I went back. Coincidentally, started at the same time as your sister. So we've started at the same same training day but she started a month before me because i had to go through gcse's she didn't so as it works out you know priorities were slightly different but we've both been doing it for 10 years is what is what we're Mm. saying well we'll be 10 years next year um but i was just brought along to push cars and stuff like that but um as part of fia volunteer weekend we asked, well, I asked on Facebook, you know, um, we want you to tell us how you got into marshalling, and, and quite a lot of you have le- left some really good comments, so I'm going to read this one out, because it's come from somebody in uh, the Netherlands, I believe, her name is Sabina, I w- I'm sorry Sabina, if you're listening, I really would pronounce your surname, but I'm not qualified and I respect you too much because you've taken the time to, to, to comment. Um, you got into marching because uh, you got a new colleague at work. On, on many Mondays, he'd come in ta- at work telling you great stories about him marching. I always thought it was amazing. So one day he told me, why don't you apply? I said, is it that easy? And I did. And now I'm in my ninth season marching. I mean, look at that. Just somebody at work. Mm. Come in. Do you like your racing? Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Come on, give it a go. And it is easy to get into. I mean, oh, yes. if you, you've got an example there as well, haven't you? Yes, it's of Sean Bayliss, um, who was spectating the 2012 British Grand Prix, and he stumbled across the small blue tent that says, sign up to be marshal. He had a chat. He signed up. 
and he's been doing it ever since, and he's loved every minute of it. Well, you see, that's the thing, you know. It's a, uh, it's quite infectious when somebody talks to you about it and somebody starts telling you about it. This one is from a good friend of mine, and I'm gonna. Mm. Give him a shout out because he's in Canada at the minute. He's not doing much marching this year because of work, but he's going to be at the Canadian F1. So Ben Seaton, if you're listening, hello, please come back. I miss Hi, you. Um, you said a lot of boredom post tour and saw a bit of marshals on ITV F1. Contacted the BMNC, had a name post, loved it. Still do years later. You know, just a little advert on mm-hmm. TV gets you into it, and you know it does relieve relieve the boredom. Have you got another one there, there Jay? Um, I did have one, just where did it go? Well, actually, you found that one. I've got one from Jordy. Again, Jordy, I'm really sorry. I know I met you in, when I was in America and I had a good chat with you. And again, it would be so so disrespectful if I attempted to try and pronounce your surname. But Jordy said uh, he spoke to a marshal during a historic event at Zandvoort, applied on the very same day, did his introduction course to become a flagger, Flash forward to 2019, he'll be flagging his third Le Mans next month. Last March, he did the USA, sorry, in March he did uh, the USA tour in Florida to IndyCar GP at St. Petersburg and the Seabury Super Weekend, which is where I met him. Okay. You've been out to Seabury? Yeah, yeah, I've been out to Seabury. But again, that's just from something mm. very local to yeah. suddenly exploded to mm. something amazing. So you've got a slightly different path here. You've got Matt Brigden who started off as a rally marshal, spent 18 years there, and just recently, just this year, he's signed up to be a track marshal, got in touch with the BMMC, all sorted, and he's coming track marshalling this year. I mean, I think that's that's the good side of, um, uh, 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 you know, the good side of it, if you're rally marshalling, because people need to do that more. They need to yeah. try out other disciplines, because I've been into the forest at once, and, and, and I know I need to go back out there again. <laughs> Because it got snowed off, and I don't understand how a rally don't get snowed off. But but besides the point, I've not found the niche that I wanted to do in, mm. in rallying yet. But I do need, I do know I need to go back and give it another time. But the same way that rally people need to come to the track, see how it, see how it works. Mm. Because you know we're, we're all the same when it when it comes down to it. Um, we 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 all love it really. Um, motorsport fans, aren't we? Exactly. Okay. And this is another one for this is for an, an Alton Park Marshal called. Um, Rob King, know Rob King quite well. Nice guy. He was spectating at Alton Park back in 2001. 18 years ago. 18 years ago. Went to find the clerk of the course and asked him, how do I become a marshal? And he said, come down next Saturday at 7 a.m. We'll sort the rest. That, very hyper, hyper local. Talk to the clerk of the course. The next week, he was marshalling. It's not like one of these where you taste it. Because I didn't do a taste of it. Neither did I. I just went straight in, jumped straight in at the deep end. And um, and got on with it. So, yeah, that's 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 great. Um, I think you've got another one there. Yes, a Linda Jordan who got into Marshall Marshalling because the Rockingham Motor Speedway opened just a few miles from where she lived. Convenient. Yeah, she did. What? So she went down, sorry, and started marshalling, and she's been doing it ever since. Eighteen years ago, that was eighteen years ago, two thousand and one. Quick maths. I've got one here from Trish Banks. She said, well, it started at No Limits Anglesey in 2014 when marshals were scarce and I was asked to help. And then she, she mentioned something called Phil Mason. This is a bit that's your fault. We don't believe it's your fault, Phil. We believe that you've educated Trish to yes. the better day. 
Um, then it was no limits at, at Donington. She blamed somebody else. And then just when I was going to cut down a bit, along comes um, uh, somebody called Andy Mason with his need for speed with no limit. And uh, there we go. She just resigned to her life in orange. Look at that. Even including our name. Uh, so that's come from one bit helping out, then going to somewhere else and then helping out there. And then again, just just going along with it. That's a nice little story. That's uh, nice. And you've got, you've got one last one from you and then we'll have one last one from me. He's trying to find one that we've... Got one here from Juan. Um, I don't want to say his last name. Oh, I, I don't want to attempt that. Uh, Juan Ast- Astorga. Astorga. We'll go with Astorga. Who started in 2004 because his father was also a marshal. So similar to my story, but his father's marshaling since 1980. That's, that's a long time. 40 and just years carrying on the family tradition. That is good. Yeah. I like that one. I like that one. Right, that one a lot. Uh, so this is from. Um, uh, Roman Titan from Mexico. He left us a nice little picture mm-hmm. of him um, leaf blowing the track at the Mexican Grand Prix. Rather nice. And he said in 2016, uh, for the F1 that year, back when the F1 went back to Mexico, mm-hmm. he must have been a marshal. And then uh, it was the best thing in his life. And then finally, Rick Lotz. I visited Zambos years ago during an annual Easter races and got to talk with the marshal, asked how I could get involved. Fast, uh, fast forward two years, I turned 16 and on the same day and applied. Now, almost six years later, I'm post-chief and going for a lot more years if it's up to me. that That's perfect. So we absolutely love the uh, the engagement from you of how you got into my And they're all great reasons. Yeah. They're all great reasons. They're all different in family, their own way. Somebody at work because there wasn't enough. So you, you lent a hand. You just got talked to someone. You got talked mm-hmm. to your man. They're all great reasons. And... You know, if we can encourage, if we can all encourage one person at least to get involved. Marching, you know, we just have more mm-hmm. like-minded people, and it'd be great. So I think that's where we're going to leave it on such a good note. Um, thank you very, very much for listening. If you did listen, uh, don't forget you can like our Facebook page, Twitter page. We're on Instagram. Subscribe to the website if mm-hmm. if you want to. Follow the website where you'll get the blogs that come out. I want to say every week, but I'll be lying. It's <laughs> Every time that we get an idea pop into our head, and if you want to posted, check yeah. them out. And if you want to write a blog for us on anything that you do, or any Marshall, ideas, yeah, what we can talk about in these podcasts, yeah, drop us a line, and, and we'll get going for you. So again, thank you very much for listening, and we'll thank join you, you very much in a month. You're listening to a podcast in Orange, a Marshall's view of motorsport.